The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hi, everybody. I'm Lisa Campion, and this is the Miracle of Healing. What if there was a way to really care for ourselves in a much more natural way? I think this is a beautiful topic, and I'm super happy to have Dr. Jason Loken here with us today. He's an integrative medicine practitioner and is a naturopathic doctor, osteopathic manual practitioner, and the host of his own podcast, Inspire Health. And I'm such a huge fan of functional medicine and integrative medicine, and I'm really um, super happy to have you on the show with us today, Jason. Uh, thanks for having me, Lisa. I think this will be a, a fun chat. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what integrative medicine is. Let's start with that. Yeah. I I mean, I actually think integrative medicine is really more of what I would call traditional medicine. <laughs> I think um, it's right. kind of been sort of switched over to what we now think of as traditional or conventional medicine. But originally, I think everything was more integrative. Even like older societies and, and cultures really didn't separate the the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual bodies. It was all, all kind of together in many ways. And so for me, when I think of things from an integrative approach, you're looking at the entire person on all aspects of it. We're not just this physical body, even though we will address the physical problems, but we will look at all the other bodies of health. So we'll look at as we move up through the vital body and the emotional body and the mental body and the spiritual body. And it, and it really involves the, the metaphysics in a lot of ways too. So you're not just addressing the physical, you're looking at the whole person and trying to piece the different parts together. I think probably the other part with it is a lot of times in how we've done medicine now, which can be beneficial in some ways, but also I think has created some separations that we've really divided the pieces into individual sections. And then people become doctors become experts in this piece or this piece, but they're not kind of pulling them together where a lot of times I think it's helpful to then get the eyes of an integrative practitioner to sort of go, Oh, well, interesting. You might have um, arthritis types of symptoms, but that actually might be linked back to your gut or it might mm -hmm. be linked back to certain emotional sort of aspects or all sorts of different things from that perspective. That's such a refreshing um, take on it because I feel like the pieces have gotten smaller and smaller, you know, like 
um, I take my mother who's in her 80s to the the orthopedic, you know, because she has arthritis, but they have one doctor who just does hands. So she's got hand problems and then they've got another one who just does knees. <laughs> so she can't see the same doctor inside the practice. And I'm like, the, I feel like the parts are getting smaller and smaller. And, you know, I just worry like you have, that means you have, if you've got complex or fragile health, like my mom does, she's got like 20 doctors who are not talking to each other. Yeah. And everyone's sort of zeroing in on this little bit. Yeah. I think that's really common right now. And, and, and also, like you said, not always talking to each other. So a lot of times they end up in, mm -hmm. and everybody's kind of got their own specific viewpoint on what's going on for that little area. Even if you try to expand it, a lot of times they're like, no, 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 I, this is my area I do. You're going to have to make an appointment to go see someone else. And sometimes there can be benefit to getting like a very detailed eye on something. But I found more than ever, it's like it, it, you lose the whole, like something like that, for example, like arthritis, it's like you're breaking down into very specific pieces, like just hands or just knees. And, and at the end of the day, it's like, usually the underlying stuff ties into like inflammation and different, different issues that are really broad spectrum. And if you address those, a lot of times, a lot of those little symptoms that are popping up all over the place, all start to kind of come back down because you're really addressing something at the core level. Absolutely. And, uh, and I said to that doctor, I think it's her gut. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I'm like <laughs> a gut person, you know, I'm like, the answer is your gut, like something's wrong in your gut. That's what I think. And uh, these days I see it a lot. I have, a, I have that problem myself. I'm still trying to fix my own gut. And the doctor looked at me like I had three heads. What do you mean? It's her gut. <laughs> like he was like, he literally was like, blink, blink, blink. like he couldn't process what I was saying, you know, and had no not was not even on his radar that there might be a connection between inflammation and your gut health. It seems so. I mean, this is sort of where we're in this kind of wild transition right now, where I think a lot of times patients are more informed than the doctor about the big picture of their health. And if they are interested in certain things, there's an ample amount of information that they can access at any time. And a lot of times they're coming in with more information than what the doctor actually knows, because they're like so, so go, 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 and so busy. Mm -hmm. And they're, the way their time is set up, they don't even have a lot of time to spend extracurricular time reading studies outside right. of their sort of niche area. So for them, it literally sometimes is not even on the radar. Um, but I would agree. I would say, you know, so many times you heal the gut and you heal an array of different different problems that are going on in the body. A lot of times it's one of the first places I think you need to start because so much stems from it especially with Absolutely. all the new information that's been going on with the gut biome and and so many things that are that are wreaking havoc on it so yeah mine hasn't been the same since i had covid and really like knocked me out and you know it's the nature of covid that it does attack those you know endothelial cells that we have that outline the gut and i've i'm working with my own functional medicine doctor now and it's just heavy going it's like a really hard thing to fix. I it's think. really fascinating because I've seen the same thing. And I was actually just looking at a study literally yesterday. And it was a gastroenterologist that had been looking at, she did her own study on this and created a poster on this because what she was looking at was that, and it was both. So what she was actually testing was looking at people that had had the vaccine. And then what happened was they were looking at particularly bifidobacterium levels in the gut. And they found that there was dramatic drops in the bifidobacterium levels for after people have had the vaccine, but they would also find it after 
COVID mm-hmm. as well. So what they were finding is basically that the spike protein they think is related to sort of depleting these levels of bifidobacterium. So I've kind of seen for a lot of different people, whether they've had COVID or whether they've had the vaccine, whichever or a combination, there's a lowering taking place in the bifidobacterium. And that's a big that's the main probiotic that we need to have the beneficial bacteria in the gut. Oh, in wow. children, it's like 90% um, of what should be there. And they're even finding the same thing for for the breast milk that was coming out to the child. Interesting. Um, if they had, if what they were specifically looking at was if the mother had had the vaccine particularly, then they were finding very low levels of bifidobacterium in the mm. breast-filled children. So I think we're going to find as time goes on that, there's just going to be a lot of different pieces that are showing up and how do we just support all of it, right? But um, that's such a foundational piece to to work with for the gut. So foundational. And, you know, now they're sort of discovering the gut brain, you know, um, layers and layers of how that, like years ago, that was not something that I think was on anybody's radar, how your gut affects your brain or your thinking or brain inflammation, brain fog, that all those things mm. that kind of accompany, accompany those things. And, You know, I think it's so interesting, like if you've never had integrative medicine or functional medicine, like the first thing my doctor did was had me go to the lab and take like 20 vials of blood. And tell us a little bit about that, because I know you talk about these blood tests, like why they're so important and how they, it's so fascinating, the range of information they give us that's different than what we normally get at a, like a, you know, regular checkup with our PCR. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you get in the world of functional medicine, you can test almost anything you want to test. And then and then learning how to understand and read the test properly and narrow it down for a patient um, is really important. Sometimes you don't have to test everything. But what I, I wrote a book quite a while back called The Top 10 Lab Tests. And mm-hmm. that came up after basically seeing my sister after her pregnancy and she was really depleted and she was not doing very well and like some anxiety and depression and hair was kind of falling out and just in a rough shape. And her doctor basically told her that it chalked it up to just being a new mom and not sleeping and stress and all that kind of stuff that is probably definitely a part of it. But it's like even that stuff then affects your nutrient mm-hmm. levels. It affects different biochemical pathways. So it's like, you still want to look to see how's that. Is it thyroid? How's that it sounds like thyroid. <laughs> well, it did sound a lot like thyroid. And so yeah. part of, so then I said, well, go get a bunch of stuff checked and let's see. And she's emails me back and she said that um, she got a bunch of stuff checked and everything came back normal, but she still mm-hmm. felt crappy. So that kind of became the premise of this book is like when you ever, you're told everything's normal, but you don't feel normal. Right. And so I re-looked at the lab tests and first they check a skeleton usually of what they could test because they don't really check functional markers for things. You know, conventional medicine really looks at like you're healthy and then you're pathologically ill. It's There's right. not really a big in-between functional zone where in functional medicine, you're trying to look for where are they transitioning? You know, where are you doing well? And then you're going through this whole range where your body's telling you all sorts of stuff is going on, but you might not be uh, diagnosed with a specific pathology yet. You're in this functional zone. So I gave her some other tests to check and then we got through all of those and a bunch of nutritional markers and just found that she was like completely bottomed out on a number of things. Mm. And part of the problem too is when you look at conventional labs, first when they say they check everything, they don't check everything. It's usually mm-hmm. a skeleton of what it could be. Right. Second is that they don't check for functional markers. They're looking for an overt pathology, not looking for sort of functional imbalances. Right. And third 
the ranges can be so big. So like something like iron, which is a big one a lot of times women deal with, you could check a ferritin and it's like it should be between, say, 15 to 350. The range is massive for a lot of people. Wow, right? And you could be at 16, right? And you would be categorized as normal because it's not being flagged. So that mm-hmm. was one of the things that happened for my sister. She was like one point above being completely anemic or well, being completely deficient. And right. so for her, the range, you know, she had a big range where she could have gone up to like 70 before she was really in an optimal zone. So sometimes just getting these nutrient levels back into an mm. optimal zone rather than what's called a quote unquote normal range normal. makes a big, big difference. Right. And like with thyroid, so my thyroid sort of goes in and out, you know, as my health fluctuates and my thyroid always comes of normal in the traditional medicine markers, but they look at different things. You know, they're looking at like way more variations and that range is, you know, really different for thyroid Mm -hmm. than it is with a traditional doctor. And I think it's so frustrating for so many people that, you know, are feeling unwell or struggling with their health. And the doctor's like, we can't, we don't know, we can't help you. The same thing happened to me with COVID where I had my, I was one of those people that had myocarditis and um, my normal cardiologist was like, sorry, we don't know. We don't yeah. know what to do. And I found, I found by, it was some miracle. I found a, it's like a random conversation I had with a stranger. I'm not kidding. In the supermarket that I found a functional medicine cardiologist who specializes in what I had and and my heart I was like oh my god I'm so young and I have this heart this kind of bad heart issue you know and he was able to to treat it and bring me back into normal levels within six months I couldn't yeah, I couldn't walk that's... out I couldn't walk out my I couldn't walk to the mailbox without like <gasps> you know having been yeah. an athlete for my whole life really you know yeah that's an intense one I mean those sort of two parts on that it's like for Post-COVID stuff, one of the other studies that came up was like, really, it's really beneficial for everybody to get a either troponin levels checked, which is one of the bigger markers for myocarditis, and um, and markers for clotting because it's just yeah, everybody's kind of been inundated with stuff. So it's like you know an INR, uh, INR. But um, for the thyroid, that's a huge one. You know, so many mm-hmm. people struggle with thyroid and are particularly when you start to go into sort of perimenopause, because about 20% of women actually go into a subclinical hypothyroid state. And the problem is that they check TSH, which is the main one from up here. And that makes sense. But what's, what's kind of set up is these these algorithms that you have to follow. And so it's like, first do TSH. And if TSH is normal, everything's fine. You're done. And then they kind of leave it at that. And yeah. you don't really test more stuff. And, and um, you know, that's kind of where I think a lot of times get stuck. When it was one of the tests in the book, I talk about thyroid, because you really need to look at the whole big picture mm-hmm. of thyroid. You need to look at TSH and free T3, free T4, reverse T3. You need to look at both of the different types of antibodies for it. Um, they all tell you different pieces and how you can be out of balance. You might have okay levels of T4, but you might actually, if you have high cortisol, you could be converting that all over to reverse T3. So you Mm -hmm. can't, it's sort of blocking up the pathways. So there's so many pieces where it's like, you know, and I see people go over and over and it's like, not this, not this. And then finally it's like, just run all of them, run the big panel, see everything. And then you can actually have enough information to do something with. Yeah. I find the functional is what happened to me. Like I hit menopause and like bottomed out my thyroid, you know? And couldn't really get it fixed. I had a goiter. Like I like, you know, you could not really a goiter, but it was you could see it, you know. And still the doctor's like, No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm like, really? You know? <laughs> um, but you know, I 
I think that especially with the hormone stuff, like our endocrine system is so vital to our health and gets thrown out of whack so easily. And, and traditional medicine really has nothing, hardly anything they can do to track that, look at it, fix it. And it's all interconnected, you know, and related. So it's one of my biggest successes personally in my own health quest was to sort of figure out how to balance my hormones through using functional medicine and integrative medicine. Yeah, there's mm. a big interrelationship between thyroid, sex hormones, blood sugar balance, and um, and cortisol, like stress yeah. hormones. And those things all kind of interrelate and kind of cause troubles with each other. Mm. And when you start to get one of them working better, usually that whole system starts to work a little bit better. So you can kind of jump in whichever, whichever area you want to start. And they yeah. also don't run the tests for hormones that are more functional tests that I think give you more information to run blood tests for things like estrogen and, and these types, and, and especially for female hormones. It's like, unless something's really out of balance, they just don't show up because there's such a big range. You really need to do more of like a dried urine test or, or a specific type of saliva test for hormones to get some more functional markers to see what's going on so that you can work with it. Yeah. I did this bit in the tube. You yeah. know, over the course of the day one and um, got so much information from that. So Dr. Jason, we need to take a real quick break, but let's come back and talk about the energetic aspect of all of this. Sure. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org thrive. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We are back with Dr. Jason Loken talking about his integrative health practice. And gosh, you've written a lot of books, haven't you? Like, um, <laughs> like, let's talk about a little bit some of your books. What have you been doing? Yeah, I think the first one I did was with um, a friend of mine. And we wrote a book called Letters That Move the World, Intentional Acts of Gratitude. And that was actually a book we kind of came to together. And the whole idea is really to bring people to a place of genuinely experiencing gratitude and then actually writing letters and sending them out to um, people or 
it doesn't even, they don't even have to be alive necessarily. It could be people, events, whatever. But the idea would be if there is someone that's alive that you want to send a letter to, then we'd have a period of time where these letters would be going and receiving. So we'd be giving and receiving these letters of gratitude over a period of time to kind of create like a real shift in consciousness. And then after that, some of the other ones were more books. So I wrote top 10 lab tests that we talked about earlier, a book called Understanding to Knowing, which was kind of the next step on then what to do once you have, once you mm. get your lab test checked and then the solutions for them. Yeah. And then my most recent one, we were away for a while in, in Mexico and we became sort of a hub for working with a lot of the, the community that we were, that we were surrounded by. And so we were working with a lot of first aid stuff like ear infections, sinus infections, spider bites, um, fevers, like all this kind of stuff. And, just because of the nature of what we do and, and people knew that. And we had a pretty extensive kind of um, natural health kit that we had with us. And so we ended up doing a lot of that work, my wife and I. And so when I came, when I was talking to a lot of these, these moms, it was, um, they were like, you need to write something so that we can do this on our own. And what I basically found was that there was a really big need for people to learn even some of the real essentials and basics on how to manage fairly common things that you're going to encounter mm. on your own using natural therapy. So you don't, you're not so reliant on needing to have to have a medication or even if you weren't able to get in to see a doctor or go to the hospital. Um, I mean, there was over the past few years, there's been a lot of challenges with that in many ways. So I think yeah. there's an opening up of people wanting to know how to take certain things in their own hands. So when I came yeah, back people. home, I, I ran through that book fairly quickly and broke sort of six major chapters of areas that they can start to work with and then how they can start to implement home remedies, specific supplements, things that we use to kind of have as like a kit so that you've got stuff on hand when you need it um, and know how to use it. That's so, so important and so empowering. And I mean, for as much as we were just, you know, dissing the traditional medical system there for a little bit, we're lucky that we have access to that. You know, um, I consider it, you know, part part of my privilege, you know, to have access, fair, fairly quick access to really high quality medical care. And not everybody has that, you know, people, we couldn't get it even in the middle of COVID when you couldn't see, it was so hard to get into hospitals or doctors or there are people around that just don't have health insurance or don't have access, don't have hospitals near them. So I can see how that would be like a super empowering, you know, thing to take you know, take into your own hands what you can, right? If you know what to mm -hmm. do and you have the right things on hand, especially if you have children, right? That's a big piece. It's like the book's really kind of for like, I say kind of like the mama and papa bears that that really want to know how to do more stuff on their own. The, the reality is, is that there's so much that you can do on your own. Mm -hmm. And that actually, I would say we should be doing on our own first anyways, because it's actually it's actually part of what builds our immunity and, and makes our bodies more robust. Mm. And I don't diss the medical profession either. It's, it's like, it's life-saving in the right place, but right. some roles are not necessarily best suited for it. Um, right. Chronic care management, I don't think is the best job for the way conventional medicine is. I don't think they do a great job for managing long-term chronic. Most of that stuff is really diet, lifestyle managed, mm -hmm. and it's mostly us having to change the way we do things and interact with our world in a different way so that we just don't develop a lot of these illnesses and chronic problems. Absolutely. I mean, critical care, emergency care, like, thank God we have some of the yeah, best absolutely. care in the world. Like, you know, if you need a, if you're in a car accident, you need stitching back together or you, 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 you know something like that. Thank God we have the system that we do. 
Um, but definitely, I think, you know, your point to your point, like, can we add, you know, it's so interesting. I used to, when I was young, I lived in Japan for a couple of years, right? And in Japan, they send you, so in the first level of the hospital is acupuncture. And only when you talk to the, you go through the acupuncture and the herbalist first, and if they can't solve your problem, they send you upstairs to a physician. You know, yeah, it's it's sort of. Um, I really do think it's sort of. There's tiers to things that we should be doing, and a lot of times I think the thing is just that we've lost a lot of the knowledge because we've outsourced it so much. You know, but when I would talk to patients that were older patients or their grandparents or something from usually like Eastern Europe or from Asia, like they knew a lot of stuff. They would manage a lot of things on their own. They knew how to use herbs. They knew to use household remedies for all sorts of stuff. But, you know, as time changes, that's, we, we've outsourced it so much that then we don't know how to do much of anything. And there's so much stuff that you can do on your own that I think is really helpful. You know, you want to have certain things accessible, but you also don't want to suppress stuff if you don't need to suppress it. Like a fever, for example. Fevers are incredibly valuable to build an immune system, but we've gotten so scared of fevers, we don't know what to do. We just want to like put them down as soon as we can. And every time we do that, we we don't allow the immune system to actually be able to build and become more robust and deal with things. And so right. then it's like we never really get good at really managing the stuff. And then we do become a little bit more dependent, I think, on different interventions regularly because we've never developed it um, right. to the point that we can. Yeah. I mean, a fever back in the in the old days, they used to let you have a fever to kind of burn out what was whatever bugs were in you. And that's what is the point, right? Yeah. It's a hugely therapeutic um, process. It's just knowing your ranges and when you need to outsource, right? right? So it's not saying you take everything on. A whole section in the book goes down when you need to seek professional assistance. Like mm -hmm. these are sort of the symptoms when manage stuff on your own. If you're getting into here, now go refer out mm -hmm. and get more different eyes on it. But there's just, you know, most of the time for most of the stuff we deal with, whether it's earaches or sinus infections or colds and flus or fever or, or you know, traveler's diarrhea, like a lot of these types of things, there's so many things you can do to mitigate them really effectively. And even mm -hmm. if it doesn't completely mitigate it, it starts the process so that then you probably need much less um, like medical intervention as far as pharmaceuticals and stuff that you might not require. Right. And sometimes those pharmaceuticals, like as much as we do need them, if they're overprescribed, then we get like those drug resistant strains yeah. of things that are really a problem now. Yeah, I mean, like antibiotics, thank God we have them when we need them. But most of the time, there's a, I mean, they've been way overdone. So then they create a host of other troubles if they're not absolutely needed. And um, this is where you can do different things yourself sometimes. And then if you did need it, then you could move to it. But uh, a lot of times you'll just find that you can clean up a lot of stuff on your own. So exciting. I think everyone should run right out and get that. And so you, in that book, you talk about what to do. Do you also give people like a, a shopping list of things that they need to have on hand to, to do those things? Yeah, I, I go through the chapters are sort of giving an overview of what's going on and then breaking down more like diet, lifestyle and sort of older homeschool remedies um, that mm. people can use. Then we go through specific supplements that I think people should have on hand and how to mm. use them. And then we go through a whole section around when to refer out and, and when things are moving and progressing in a way that we need extra help with. Nice. And then I have a link where people can even go and check out 
a lot of the key supplements that we even that I use with my family. Cool, beautiful. We're actually going to be turning that into a course too. Nice. So, because it's one of those things where I think people sometimes still want to actually work kind of live as we go through it. And I'll even show them how they can make some of the key things for sinuses and throat sprays and different mm. things like this that you can do at home that work really well with at a fraction of the cost too. So we're in the process of launching that. That'll probably come out within this next month. We'll um, put that out. So if people are interested, it just they can go to the website and they can click and we'll let them know once it's going to be coming out. Yeah. I think anyone with kids would want to do that because kids, you know, they're always getting sick and you know, if we can help oh, them. It's the most stressful one. I've got a five and a six year old and it's like, um, we've gotten really good with managing it. And that's really been a catalyst for me getting good at what I'm doing with this because we've traveled a lot with them. And when you travel, you just want your stuff with you and you want to know how to do it. So many times we've gone out and if mm -hmm. they got like an ear infection or something from swimming or from whatever, it's like, I know what to do and I know, and then you see it go through and you see that these things resolve and then they're not so worrisome and scary. And then what mm -hmm. happens is then the parent actually starts to feel much more confident and they step into this, this role that the kids pick up on, which I actually see that totally ignites the kids um, natural healing ability because they're, they're feeling so they're picking up on the parents' confidence around it. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. And if people want to find you um, or find your books, how do they do that? Yeah, easy. Just go to probably the two websites would be either drjasonloken.com or they can go to the inspirehealthpodcast.com. Uh, there's links to connecting with me and also all the information on the podcast series that we're running. Thank you so much for being here, Jason. It's beautiful, the work that you're doing. And I really love this for myself and for my people. And I hope that everyone who's listening can really see the value of of using integrative medicine as kind of, you know, to fill in the gaps we're not getting from traditional medicine. It's It's been a super part important part of my health journey. And I hope everyone runs right out and explores. Do you do long distance sessions or do you work yep. telehealth sessions? Yeah, yeah, I work telehealth primarily now. So yeah, we mostly great. do telehealth and then running the podcast. Those are kind of the two main areas that I focus on right now. Fantastic. So yeah. Pod, again, through the drjasonloken.com, they can check the clinic links and then the book mm -hmm. they'll see on the Inspire Hub podcast. Well, thank you so much for, for being here. It's been a fascinating conversation. It's been wonderful. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks all of you guys for listening. I know you want to hear more and more and not miss a word. So go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button because you're going to get more if you do that. And if you want to find me, you can find me at lisacampion.com. I hope you stop by and visit. And thank you so much for joining us here on the miracle of healing where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on mind body spirit FM. i'm michelle phillips a celebrity makeup artist beauty expert self-confidence coach and hay house author my podcast beauty and beyond is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process listen in for my professional advice as well as my expert guests as we share valuable tips practical tools and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.